ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் ஆஃப்ரிங் மோஸ்ட் ஹம்பிள் பிரணாம்ஸ் அட் த டிவைன் லோட்டஸ் ஃபீட் ஆஃப் அவர் எவர் ப்ரெசன்ட் லார்ட் இன் வோக்கிங் பகவான்ஸ் பெனிடிக்ஷன் ஃபார் டுடேஸ் செஷன் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் ஓ வெரி லவிங் சாய்ராம் டு ஆல் ஆஃப் யூ ஓம் சஹனாவது சஹனௌ புனக்து சக வீரியங்கரவாவஹை தேஜஸ்வினாவதீதமஸ்து ஹரிஸ்ரீசாய்ஸ்வராணமஸ்து விஷல் பிகின் டுடே செஷன் பை லிஸ்னிங் டு த ஃபோர்த் வேர்ஸ் ஆஃப் சாதனா பஞ்சகம் ஷத்தாச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச்சிச
Bhagwan points to his own stomach and says, "The laddu will be here," and that is why it is very important for us to chant food prayer every time before we partake of food. Another important point that Bhagwan emphasizes is. Before we eat our food, we must offer our gratitude to all those who are involved in the process of getting the food on our plate every day and every meal. Once, a group of students had the blessing of carrying food to Bhagwan's residence and serving Bhagwan. Bhagwan, looking at the plate of food, asks. these students did you cook this meal the boys say no swami then swami asks did you procure the ingredients that are used for cooking then the boys again say no swami then swami asks did you grow the crops that is used for making this food preparation and then the boys once again say emphatically no swami then bhagwan tells these boys see for just a plate of food to appear on my table there are so many people involved and so many have worked so hard the person who sows the seed grows the crop and the one who buys this food grains from this person and the one who go and gets these food grains and prepares the food and all these people are involved in this preparation of food and here you are having the blessing of serving this food to me and thereby getting bhagwan's grace so swami says just think how grateful you have to be for all the people who are involved in bringing this food to your plate every day so this is what we need to do then the second step is pratidinam bhikshaushadham bhujyatam it means pratidinam every day daily bhikshaushadham bhujyatam consume the food as medicine which is obtained by bhiksha or seeking or begging alms so daily take the medicine of bhiksha food is what is acharya shankara is telling us here see every day food has to be taken and this is unavoidable but what the author is trying to tell us here is this is not to be done as a pleasure and this should be taken not only in the form of medicine but also by begging for bhiksha or alms and only that food has to be consumed so we can easily make out that this instruction is for sanyasis the monks or even brahmacharis who are not supposed to cook or prepare their own food and they are supposed to beg alms and then eat that bhiksha food in fact a sanyasi or a brahmachari is supposed to beg food only from five houses in a day and whatever the food he gets he has to divide into five parts and shares it with his guru and co-seekers and only then eat the bhiksha 
food so this is very important because this particular act inculcates humility in him and also he learns to accept whatever that comes his way in the form of food and he gets the attitude of acceptance of the will of lord and he accepts it as lord's prasadam and he won't question it and this also helps him to develop the spirit or the virtue of equanimity well how does this apply to us we the householders the grihasthas see for the householder it means whatever that comes to you unasked on your plate every day as food you consume that food do not complain that i want this particular food i don't want this do not entertain likes and dislikes and do not be finicky about the food or do not give too much importance to the food that you get every day which means do not give too much importance to the world whatever that comes to you every day and take it as lord's prasadam and consume that food see the sanyasis or suppose to give the householder the gnana bhiksha import wisdom or knowledge to householders and in return the householders or suppose to take care of them by providing them with food or by giving anna bhiksha so the sanyasis or the monks the sadhus they give us food for soul and in return we have to give them food for the body that is the main idea behind taking this bhiksha food every day and as we can make out that this helps us to strengthen our vairagya and detach ourselves from the world and attach ourselves to the divine there is a very beautiful verse in the annapurna stotram which says annapurne sadapurne shankara pranavallabhe gnana vairagya siddhyartham bhikshan dehicha parvati o mother annapurna the divine mother sadapurne you are the ever fulfilled one shankara pranavallabhe you are the beloved of lord shankara bhikshan dehicha parvati o mother parvati please give me the bhiksha food for what gnana vairagya siddhyartham so that i may develop the spirit of vairagya dispassion and also i may get wisdom by consuming this food so we must pray that the food that we eat may this food give me the physical strength the mental strength and also clarity of intellect in order to remain steadfast in our spiritual sadhana and this is how the food has to be consumed by us for our spiritual sadhana the next instruction is swadvannam natu yachyatam it means do not crave for delicious food here we can make out that this particular step is a re-emphasis of 
the first two instructions which are kshudvyadhischa chikitsyatam and an extension of it pratidhinam bhikshaushadam bhujyatam see when acharya shankara says that we should not beg for a tasty food or delicious food it means do not demand any sense enjoyment see the term food here not only refers to the food that we eat through the mouth but it also refers to all the sense stimuli that we feed the mind with through our panchagnyanendriyas see every day we satisfy our eyes with rupa color and various forms and ears by various kinds of sounds and also satisfy the skin by different types of touches and nose with smells so all these are the food that are fed into the mind through these gnanendriyas or the cognitive senses so what the author is advising us here is live in the spirit seeking inner joy rather than seeking sense gratification from the foods that are consumed and enjoyed through various sense organs so we can clearly make out that this particular instruction when followed helps us to strengthen our shama mind control and dhamma sense control and also it helps us to clearly discern between shreya and preya always go for the good shreya and we should not go behind something which is pleasant because that may not be good for us and it is called preya so always choose shreya when there is a choice between shreya and preya shreya the good preya the pleasant so this is also the meaning of this instruction and we must realize that all this does not come to us overnight it requires rigorous training see as we have seen earlier also the mind is likened to the mighty elephant and the intellect is like the mahut or the rider the mahut is a very tiny puny man in front of the mighty elephant so it is difficult to control the mind but we must always remember that the elephant responds to rigorous and regular training and this is what we need to do with the mind and train the mind by following these instructions of the fourth verse and that is why in our culture it is advised to undertake fasts upavas and vrat regularly so that we decrease our craving for food and these all help us to train our mind and decrease our craving but the only thing is we should not think of the feast while we undertake fast the fourth step in this verse is vidhi vashat praptena santushyatam vidhi vashat whatever that comes to you as ordained by providence or as ordained by the lord be contented with that so contentedly live upon 
whatever comes your way as per the providence this is the advice that the author is giving us here see it means we must learn to live in the inner joy of a peaceful mind rather than in the excitement that is gained through sense gratifications see this also helps us to remind ourselves about the laws of karma where we have learnt is everything is as swami says reaction reflection and resound reflection refers to the thoughts that we think they all come back to us resound to the words that we utter and reaction to the actions that we do and they all come back to us and we must remember nothing comes to us undeserved whatever we have done that comes back to us as you sow so shall you reap as it is said dane dane pe likhe hai kaane wale ka naam so it is our own making whatever we are facing today so we must always remember that today's destiny is yesterday's free will or the freedom that we had to live our lives and today's freedom the choice that we have today how we make use of it by consistent application of self effort that will determine tomorrow's destiny therefore as swami would say always what you meet is destiny but how you meet is self effort so whatever the circumstances that we face in this present life should be considered as an opportunity for us to grow spiritually and we should not grumble about it and we should be always contented with whatever we have so it is very important especially for a devotee to have unflinching faith or trust in the lord that lord is in charge of my life and he is taking care of me and then implicitly obey his teachings because that is the best for us and he knows what is best for us and also unconditionally accept the will of the lord so that we are able to surrender to his will and it is also said be contented with what you have but do not be contented with what you are that means always there is a scope for us to better ourselves and also do not be contented with what you think you are which means we always think we are this body and mind but we should always improve upon ourselves and aim for the higher so count your blessings and be contented is what is acharya shankara is telling us through this particular instruction the next one is shitoshnaadi vishahyatam it means endure all the pairs of opposite the dualities the dwandvas like the heat cold and so on we can see that acharya shankara is telling here us to develop the virtue of equanimity see all these dualities the pairs of opposites are there in the way we interact with the world as the bhagavad gita says matras parshastu kaunteya 
ಶೀತೋಷ್ಣಸುಖದುಖದಾಗಮಾಪಾಯಿನೋ ಅನಿತ್ಯಾಹ ತಾಂ ತಿತಿಕ್ಷಸ್ವಭಾರತ ಇಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವೆನ್ the senses come in contact with sense objects naturally there are these pairs of opposites like the heat and the cold and pain and pleasure but you must remember that agama payino they just come and go they are not permanent anityaha they are ephemeral and they are not permanent and therefore what should you do tam titikshasva bharata you have to endure them with dignity you must learn how to face them and how to deal with them so in the objective world this pairs of opposite can be in the form of loss and gain and at the level of the body in the form of heat and cold and even pain and pleasure and at the level of the mind happiness and sorrow is what we experience as the dwandvas or dualities and at the level of the intellect we have this honor and dishonor so it is very important for us to realize that as swami would say all these are passing clouds and they just come and go and we should not despair for all these things in our day to day life and swami would often say that when you invite a blind man to your house for a dinner the blind man comes with another person probably his attender who takes care of him and who is his helper you cannot afford to say i will have only the blind man for the dinner and i don't want the other person similarly these pairs of opposite come to you together always and you cannot afford to say i will have only pleasure and i don't want pain but that is the nature of the world that is the way of the world but it is up to us to learn to endure these pin pricks of life and that is why bhagwan says you must think that they are passing clouds and you should also tell yourself that whatever happens happens for my highest good and i will welcome whatever that comes my way in our day to day interactions and swami would say when you strike an unripe tamarind with a stone then what happens is the pulp inside gets damaged whereas with the same stone if you strike the ripe tamarind then the pulp inside gets detached from the outer skin or the rind and nothing happens to the pulp therefore it is an immature sadhaka who is tossed up by every kick and blow that the world throws at him whereas when we have done some amount of sadhana when we have got some amount of maturity in our sadhana we will be able to face all these like the ripe tamarind and that is why we need to strengthen our virtue of equanimity and bhagwan gives us a very simple recipe for this when he says recognize the divine hand behind every happening then you will not grieve or exult over any situation so holding on to the higher goal always and not getting carried away by this worldly happenings learning to be happy in spite of the happenings in the world helps us to develop equanimity 
it is a piece of wood that is floating on water which will be tossed up by the waves however small the waves may be but the lighthouse in the same water which stands on the strong foundation stands tall and firm not affected by the waves in the water and in fact the waves come and crash at this lighthouse and not only that the lighthouse illumines all that is around so we must learn to be equanimous and learn to be like the lighthouse so that our life becomes a blessing for others also even in bhajagovindam acharya shankara says bhavasamachittaha sarvatratvam vanchasyachiradyapi vishnutvam if you want to attain to the vishnu status the vishnu hood then it is very important for you to be equal minded in all circumstances see by living in this world desirable and undesirable happenings will always come to us in the form of vicissitudes of life but we must learn to remain unshaken and that is the practice of equanimity or samachittatvam see the external world of objects and happenings can disturb us only when we have the positive or the negative vasanas in ourselves the objects that are conducive to our existing vasanas will attract us while the objects contrary to our own vasanas will repel us so in order to develop this mental equipoise it is very important for us to strive to filter away from our mind all the existing vasanas and this is called vasana catharsis or vasana purgation and this is accomplished by the systematic practice of dedicated action and devotion to the lord through our daiva preeti love for god and also selfless service of mankind and contemplation upon the highest so we can make out clearly that the practice of karma yoga bhakti yoga dhyana yoga and also gnana yoga must become a part of our everyday sadhana even in the bhagavad gita the lord says samatvam yoga uchyate this equal mindedness is verily yoga and he also says nityancha samachittatvam ishta nishtopapattishu it means as a basic preparation for gnana or wisdom one must have constant even mindedness or mental equipoise both in desirable and undesirable circumstances and this is what samatvam is now we shall listen to all the four verses of sadhana panchakam vedo nityam adhiyatam taduditam कर्मस्वनुष्टीयताधीयतापचिति काम्ये मतिस्तजतापरिधूयतावसुके 
ದೋಷೋನುಸಂಧೀಯತಾ ಆತ್ಮೇಚ್ಛಾವ್ಯವಸೀಯತಾ ನಿಜಗೃಹಾತ್ ತೂರ್ಣ ವಿನಿರ್ಗಮ್ಯತ ಸಂಗಸತ್ಸು ವಿಧೀಯತ ಭಕ್ತಿದೃಢಾಧೀಯತ ಶಾಂತ್ಯಾಚೀಯತ ದೃಢತರ ಕರ್ಮಾಶು ಸಂತ್ಯಜ್ಯತ ಸದ್ವಿದ್ವಾನುಪಸೃಪ್ಯತ ಪ್ರತಿದಿನ ತತ್ಪಾಕಾಸೇವ್ಯತ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮೈಕಾಕ್ಷರಮರ್ತ್ಯತುತಿಶಿರೋ ವಾಕ್ಯಂ ಸಕರ್ಣ್ಯತಾ ವಾಕ್ಯಾಚಾರ್ಯತುತಿಶಿರ ಪಕ್ಷಸ್ಸಮಾಶ್ರೀಯತ ದುಸ್ತರ್ಕಾತ್ಸುವಿರಮ್ಯತ ಶ್ರುತಿಮತ ತರ್ಕೋನುಸಂಧೀಯತ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸ್ಮೀತಿ ವಿಭಾವ್ಯತ ಅಹರ ಗರ್ವ ಪರಿತ್ಯಜ್ಯತ ದೇಹೇಹಮ್ಮತಿರುಜ್ಯತ ಬುಧಜನೈ ವಾದ ಪರಿತ್ಯಜ್ಯತ ಕ್ಷುದ್ವ್ಯಾಧಿಶ್ಚಿಕಿತ್ಸ್ಯತ ಪ್ರತಿದಿನ ಭಿಕ್ಷೌಷಧುಜ್ಯತ ಸ್ವಾನ್ನ ನು ಯಾಚ್ಯತ ವಿಧಿವಶಾತ್ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತೇನ ಸಂತುಷ್ಯತ ಶೀತೋಷ್ಣಾಷಹ್ಯತ ನು ವೃತ ವಾಕ್ಯಂ ಸಮುಚ್ಚಾರ್ಯತ ಔದಾಸೀನ್ಯಮೀಪ್ಸ್ಯತ ಜನಕೃಪೈಷ್ಟುರ್ಯಮುತ್ಸೃಜ್ಯತ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಕನ್ಕ್ಲೂಡ್ ನೌ ವಿತ್ ಶಾಂತಿ ಮಂತ್ರ ಓಂ ಅಸತೋ ಮಾ ಸದ್ಗಮಯ ತಮಸೋ ಮಾ ಜ್ಯೋತಿರ್ಗಮಯ ಮೃತ್ಯೋರ್ಮಾ ಅಮೃತಂಗಮಯ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ತತ್ಸತ್ಶ್ರೀ ಸಾಯೀಶ್ವರಾರ್ಪಣಮಸ್ತು ಐ ಆಮ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ಫುಲ್ ಟು ಭಗವಾನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೈ ಸಿನ್ಸಿಯರ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ಸ್ ಟು ಟೀಮ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿ 